1: forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech.
0: Well, it's actually Myron Metcalf uh, filling in again here as I have been all week uh, on Sports Talk and the ride with Royce after this. Um, and I had this, like, funny bit to start with, and I was going to start with it. And <laughs> I'm just not built that way. I'm sorry, I'm just not built that way. Sure. So I'm going to talk about – it's not even an elephant in the room. Uh, I saw a tweet today from Patrick Royce that uh, uh, the ride with Royce, Sports Talk um, – Joe's show would all be coming to an end September 7th. And I didn't know how to feel about any of it, just being honest. I'm sitting at home, no clue. And I don't know all the details, and I don't want to walk through any details because I don't know them. But I do want to talk about Pat. Um, because this is his seat and his chair that I'm sitting in. And Uh, Patrick Royce, for me, at a pretty early age, gave me a shot. And what I mean by that is I was a 21-year-old working at the Starch Tribune. I got hired at 21 at the Starch Tribune out of Mankato. And uh, I didn't start working sports right away, but once I did, in this city, if you wanted to feel like you were going in the right direction as a sports writer, you know, it was Royce, it was Suhan, it was a few other guys, but if you got their pat on the back, if you will, it told you you were somebody a couple of decades ago.
2: Sports training was Suit, too. So, and yeah. Such Sooch yeah.
0: is right there too, and, and just there. I'm a big history guy, and the pioneers mean a lot. Um, and and Pat was the guy who, you know, when I was on the Gophers basketball beat for the Star Tribune, you know, he didn't say much, but sometimes he'd say, "Hey man, good good story, kid." You know, I'm not going to do the Pat voice, but and that that meant the world to me as a young guy, good as a young guy coming kid. up. That'd yeah, work, uh, as a young guy coming up, that was huge for me because it told me, you know what, I might have a shot at this thing. You know, I, I might, I might have a chance to yeah. do something with this. And um, to be a young guy in the business, man, I am, uh, you know, forever thankful for a guy like that, Pat, who always was willing to help me out and help me out more than anything by just, you know, read his work uh, obsessively when I was when I first got to Minnesota. Um, Back in the day, when you get a free paper at a uh, gauge at the gauge dorm, you know. Um, but it was it was you know it meant a lot to my career, and then here I am in radio, and I've had a chance to do a lot of national radio with ESPN, who I work for now, and you know all of that's cool. Local radio is a whole different deal. It's a different audience. It's a different vibe. It's a different mood. And you know, Pat gave me a chance here again, filling in for his show. Is I think that was the first local gig I've ever had here in my career. So for me, you know, I don't know how everybody's handling the news. And I guess I could have walked in and not said a word and just ignored it. Um, But I I went through something like this at the star tribune. I went through this at ESPN last year when uh, a number of my friends and colleagues were affected. And you know, uh, this is human beings. And if you're talking about human beings, and their jobs potentially being affected, I don't know what to do other than to say thanks for the people here at 1500 ESPN who've given me a shot, uh, even just to fill in and 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 do something that never feels like work. And Pat's a huge part of that, and 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 you know Brad and Such and everybody else here who is who has called me and said, hey, come in and talk sports for two hours or three hours or four hours. And my my dad worked in a factory. Um, my dad, my dad did 12 hour shifts when I was a kid. And at, at one point he worked a stretch of night so that you'd come home from school, he's asleep. And when he gets up, he's going to work. And now when he comes home, you're already getting ready to go to school. I mean, I went a whole stretch with seeing dad on the weekends, even though he was in the house, just because of the way the work schedule was set up. Yeah. You know, he worked in a factory. The best thing my dad ever did for me is he made me work at his factory the summer after my freshman year of college and I did 12 hour shifts in that hot factory with no AC and, and and I, you know, assembly lines and sorting through things and, and did all these things. And he made me do that to remind me that, Hey, look, if you want to go out there and do something that allows you to have a sense of joy and satisfaction. And he had joy and satisfaction providing for his family, but joy and satisfaction from the actual job itself. Uh, you better work hard enough to not end up doing this. And that was the best thing you could have done for me. And, and here I am working in sports because the Pats of the world gave me a chance, and, a chance and you know patted a guy like me on the back when I was 21, 22 and told me I had a chance. And I'll just never forget that. So, again, I, I was going to come in and do something else, but then I saw
2: Patrick's tweet and I felt like it was the right thing to do. I want to piggyback on what you said, Myron, because uh, Joe was pretty open uh, today during the start of the GL broadcast. And for those of us that have been in this business for a long time, you know, I'm 11 years here with the Hubbard family, and uh, five years at the place across town. It's it's bittersweet, but also it, it gives you the chance to have a bit of perspective. In that, this is the way the Hubbards do things. They they tell you that the tough news, but then they allow you the the, the freedom and the liberty. To be able to go on the air, knowing that they can trust you to do the right thing, yeah, and they place a tremendous amount of faith in you because they believe in people, and that's yeah. one of the things that I've always really held a strong belief in with this family, and why I've been extremely loyal to this family because they they took a chance on a kid they knew nothing about yeah. a long time ago, and I got to tell you, I, I I mentioned this earlier, I'm going to mention it again. I've got friends that work in radio in this town, yeah, and all over the country. It ain't like that everywhere else. Right. Oh, yeah. it's not. No way. Yeah, this, yeah. Is very, this is a
3: very, very unique place. I to was work. the
2: kid going through college that had, at Mankato State, I had no idea what the hell I wanted to do with That's my life. And I was driving a vending yeah. truck. Yeah. And I was listening to Joe and Pat in the afternoon. Yeah. I was listening to Tommy B in the morning. And I'm like, damn it, I want to do radio. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. that was, you know, we, we, you and I went to the same school. Yeah. We were those kids hustling trying to trying to just figure it out. Whatever it took. <laughs> figure it out. Oh, you need me to come in and do tapes at oh. midnight till four? Okay. No problem. I'm there. And no again, it's we get why being able to do something like this for a living is so special and yeah. why it's so unique and, and why you cannot
3: why, take it for granted.
2: Absolutely. And why, you know, there are people that tune in who are probably tuning in at three o'clock right now that are mad that Joe and Pat aren't on the air. Yeah. But they know that those guys are held in such high esteem. Yeah, in the I mean, my God, I can't even open up my Twitter account right oh, the now. Oh, tweets are it's, I've seen, I've seen yeah. a bunch and, of them. And the fact that those two were at this for as long as they were, and they decided that they wanted the likes of me included on that broadcast. Yeah, my God. It's, yeah, I mean Pat
3: to sort of piggyback off of what you said about Pat Myron too is like Pat has been that for me like since I got here. i I've, I've, I've been working here. Uh, since 2012 um, and I joined the ride in late 2015 and I know I, I just remember that when there were changes coming to the ride at that time um, I mean Pat was Pat was instrumental in in, in pegging me to be a part of this show like he basically yeah. told me I want you to be a part of this show now and that that has meant everything to me for the last two and a half almost three years that i've been a part of the ride with Roycey. like i it's i've i've always been grateful to pat for for seeing something in me and wanting me to be a part of an afternoon drive sports talk show like that yeah. i love this business and and i i love everything about this business that you know the the, the wonderful things that come with it and you know, the tough things that come with it, you, you, the tough things that come with it allows you to really appreciate what you've been able to do, you know, the good things that you've been able to do. And I, I just, I, I'm, I'm forever indebted to Pat for just for seeing something in me and having the confidence in me and the belief in me to, to be a part of, of, of what he was doing uh, in this time slot.
0: hundred percent, man. And just to be clear, garage logic, Sports Talk ride with ride with Royce uh, will end September seventh. It's not
2: ending now, so they are going to be a few more weeks ahead. Right. And by the way, buckle up for those state fair oh, shows. Oh, oh, they oh are going goodness. to be. Woo-hoo. You're not going to be able to get in. He, well, here's here's the thing. <laughs> the 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 shows of GL and sports the, with the guests that they that we would roll out. Yeah. They were already must see, must attend shows. Yeah. At the Minnesota State Fair, they were. We, I mean, I've got photos of the crowds to prove it. Now you ramp it up a notch. <laughs> oh, please. It's it's going to be absolutely <laughs> crazy. I, I I guess I'll tell another
0: quick Pat story and in, in kind of what he's meant to my career. Um, I was like 23 years old. I had just covered a crazy, crazy Gophers game and I had to come back to the office for some reason. And I, and I think I got back to the office at about uh, 11 o'clock to work on the next day's story. And I was, you know, feeling good about myself and how hard I had worked that night and, and I come in there and Pat is banging out some column. You know, he does the one finger typing. I always love to see Pat like typing with one finger. And, and I remember just pausing and looking across the aisle and thinking, if I can work as hard as that guy has and stay as focused as he has and as disciplined and as good as he is, you know, I might have a chance in this business. And he was a big part of that. You're here. We'll be back after this. Meyer Metcalf back here uh, on Sports Talk, uh, filling in here for Such and, and Royce. Uh, I, I got a challenge. I got to figure it out H- how to how to deliver some. D- you ever had to deliver difficult news to somebody? <laughs> well, bad bad question, right? <laughs> well, poor question. Oddly uh, uh, enough, I, but I yeah. mean something where something <laughs> poor, poor, unintentional. Uh, on my part, That's a hell of but if you a question, had to tell Mark. if you had to tell someone something that they think they're doing right, but then actually they're doing it the wrong way. Wait, you got more news for? No, me? no, no, no. There's no more news. A, no it's more news. It's not you. It's me. Yeah. No, no. It's 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 about a cousin of mine. Oh, it's a cousin of mine. I
1: have to laugh.
0: It's a cousin of mine right. who, uh, Facebook Live, like people do the Facebook Live thing and they stream yeah. things and yeah. So my cousin, maybe about six months ago, he's in Mississippi, started stri- live streaming him barbecuing. And at first it was just him like, hey, you know, look at look at what I'm doing. Look at the stuff. You know, people like to take pictures and look at the meat on the grill and, you know, nothing. Now he's like turned it into his own personal cooking show. And he's like making comments. And it's like a show every Friday. He thinks it's a show. And he's streaming and walking you through how he's barbecuing. And I'm just annoyed by it. I'm annoyed by the whole production and I'm annoyed by the fact that social media has given people the power sure. to just do this. <laughs> and, like, he's looking at the meat and he's like, oh, y'all see this meat, don't you? Like, we what are you? what's the goal here and where are you going with this? And what makes you think that we care about you barbecuing? And maybe I'm the idiot that's watching. Maybe that's the problem. Sure. But, but this guy is, like, now getting more and more encouragement. Because, you know, on the Facebook Live you can like different things. You can like if someone is streaming yep. whatever they're streaming, right? Yep. yep. So he's getting these likes and, hey, that looks great. And it's just turned it's him into the full-blown the yep. yep. chef mode. And I just want it to be done. It's not like we have so many things that are not necessary to broadcast. And that's the biggest problem with social media is social media has become something where people feel like they have to say every single thing that they're thinking. <laughs> and then once you start that cycle, you can't quit it. You can't stop. Like once you start telling everybody what you have for breakfast – and lunch and dinner, it, it, then all of a sudden you're just beholden to that. You got to do that every single day, and that's why you shouldn't start something like that, like like a Friday Facebook live show about you barbecuing your meat and then making all these side comments, like you're on the cooking channel or, or the cooking network. What is it? Cooking network, cooking channel. I don't watch either one of them. Uh, but that's that's to me the problem is we now have the ability to broadcast every event in our lives, and most of it ain't that important. Like the most of the stuff in our lives going on is not important enough to broadcast to the world whether it's Twitter Instagram Facebook right. live most of us ain't that cool people or that don't significant care. <laughs> no they really they really really don't care but we have convinced ourselves through social media that people have
2: to know what's going on this is reminding me remember the um, did you guys watch the show Modern Family Oh my, yeah. one of my favorite okay. shows yep was it was the episode in which Jay, After he had retired, (laughs) you know, the old man, after he had retired, he was running out of things to do. So uh, his son... You know the 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 young son, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Manny. Manny. Manny had set him up mm-hmm. with a YouTube channel with <laughs> Jay's thoughts. You know, <laughs> and he would that. get like six, six comments. Six and they, comments. <laughs> I got a show, man. Let's do this. <laughs> that is exactly yeah. what we
0: have become in social media. Oh, it's so good. It's Jay's thoughts. Yeah, and everybody thinking that they deserve a YouTube show, <laughs> or or an Instagram video, or a Facebook live, and you're just not. It's not that important to broadcast. And my thing is this can we ever go back to like having private moments like like can we like I've got you know my little girls and sometimes like I'll take a photo of them and feel like I, I gotta put this on Facebook wait a minute no I don't yeah you know but what like,
2: why I'm glad you said that because I have really scaled back me too with that stuff with my kids especially. yeah with my kids for sure because obviously with this job you got to do something yeah you gotta <laughs> do you, you, we have to do certain things but yeah, yeah, with yeah. my kids it's like you know what no they they, they deserve their own platform at some point when they're old enough because my boys my kids are younger than yours but i'm just saying it's i don't feel that necess or that that need that instantaneous need to have to put something up right away
0: i read a story uh this week about people going to plastic surgeons and wanting to be altered and adjusted according to how they look in their snapchat filters People are posting oh, filtered no. photos and videos of themselves, and they are going to their doctors and saying,
3: "This
2: is how can I you look. make me look like
0: this manufactured Ooh. image of who I am?" Ooh. Like we have lost our doggone minds, man. We have lost our minds with the filters, and and here's a problem with the filters, right? You, you filter a photo, right? And every, everybody looks great on Instagram, by the way. Everybody looks amazing on Instagram, yeah. right? Yep. Like, everybody, I graduated in, in 90, in 01. Everybody who graduated in 01 looks looks like they, they look graduated. Just look like they did in 2001. Just like they did in 2001. <laughs> Nobody yeah. looks different because there is a filter for you. I don't care how you look. I don't know how people trust dating websites with all these <laughs> filtered photos. Like, I would be terrified because no. you can put a filter on anything
3: and make anybody look like Denzel well, or Halle Berry. Well, I, I'm on Snapchat. I don't use it that much, but when other people are using their snap, like all they do is use filters now.
0: It's crazy. Even
3: if it's a simple picture of them on vacation somewhere, they're using some sort of filter where their eyes are made to look twice as big as they are, or they've got some sort of you know some sort of flower in yeah. their in their hair. Like it's it's like come what on, are you guys. doing? What and now you're
0: doing? going to your doctor to
3: to say hey, and now you want it to look that
0: way. Well, and then you've got In people, real life. Well, you've got people on Twitter now who think they're going to solve the world's problems on Twitter. You know, <laughs> nothing is better than the people who spend two hours a day trying to figure out the world's problems. And they have these big arguments like you're going to really solve something. You're not. It's Twitter. It's Instagram. And, and, you know, my cousin is a part of this whole thing again. Right. Barbecue and ribs and and burgers and brats on Facebook Live like it's his own personal cooking show, man. We have lost our minds with this social media stuff. We'll be back. Myron Metcalf back on Sports Talk. Uh, Johnny, before you uh, get started, I had a question for you. Yes. What's the best concert you've ever been to?
1: Best concert? Yeah. Uh, Boy, there's so... I know you've been to a
0: bunch, but does one stand out? Uh,
1: There's several that stand out. Uh, Kenny actually was, I think, at this one, too, uh, back in, boy, I don't know, what was it, Kenny, 1989, 90? Uh, Yeah, maybe a little later than that, early to mid-90s. 90s. '90s. Tom Waits. Okay. uh, Very good. Springsteen, you can't beat for a rock and roll concert. Where'd you see him? Uh, Tom Waits? Uh, Springsteen. Springsteen? (laughs) I've seen him about 15
0: times. All right, But was there a show? Uh, I've only seen him once, and it was... Top five show.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Springsteen. Hey, Myron, why don't you ask John what concert he and his brother drove across the state to go attend, and then he got so hammered he passed
1: out <laughs> no, and then wasn't no. able to watch it. Again, again, Revers has every detail of that story wrong. I was, uh, I don't know, I was maybe 20 years old.
2: and, me and, me, and my,
1: me and my buddies, yeah, I was 21, obviously. I was drinking. <laughs> me and my buddies drove from Bismarck to Fargo okay. uh, in 1977 to see... Uh, You know, they used to have all the jams where you'd have six bands. Uh, this particular concert had uh, Fleetwood Mac at you know the height of their popularity, and Jeff Beck, who I really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw the first two acts, and then I sort of fell asleep and missed <laughs> Jeff Beck. Woke up in time to see Fleetwood Mac. So okay, well, where is good. everybody? <laughs> it was... I did that one night at First Avenue, and I still don't remember who was on stage. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I was asleep on the steps. Yeah, like, Ew, sometimes you gotta catch Ew, up. You slept on the steps at First oh. Ave? Like I had a choice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, let's see, get some news for us, Johnny. Sure. Uh, it's sunny and 88 degrees. <laughs> Twins are in Detroit tonight. They kick off a three-game weekend series against Ron higher and the Detroit Tigers. Irv Santana goes for the Twins. Jordan Zimmerman for Detroit. Your Twins lineup, Maurer, leads off, plays first base. Rosario on left field hitting second. Polanco at shortstop hitting third. Uh, the uh, cleanup hitter tonight? Logan Forsyth at second base. Kepler hits fifth in right field. Garver hits sixth and catches. Logan Morrison DHs. Uh, Nick, not Nick Cave, he's a singer. Jake Cave plays center field. And uh, Adrianza hits ninth at third base. Vikings play their first preseason game this weekend. They're in Denver to play the Broncos, where they will see their quarterback from last year, Case Keenum. News notes from today, Democrat Lori Swanson's campaign for Minnesota governor is being hit by late accusations that she pressured staffers in her office to perform political work. DeAndre Norman, a former staffer in Swanson's attorney general's office, told The Intercept he spent years rounding up office staffers to volunteer for Swanson. He was a deputy from 2006 until he was fired in 2014. Norman says he recruited employees by suggesting their careers would benefit. His account comes just days after The Intercept published allegations by several unidentified staffers that they were pressured to volunteer and work for Swanson. Smoke from Canadian wildfires continues to affect the air quality here in Minnesota. The Pollution Control Agency issuing another air quality alert today. It's third in as many days this alert went into effect today and goes through Sunday Northern and western Minnesota are the areas of concern during the day today. Later on, smoke's expected to move into the atmosphere across southern Minnesota. St. Paul police are looking for a man they say is a suspect in several indecent exposure incidents on the 1200 block of Blair Avenue and 800 block of Carroll Avenue. Now, I don't want to say anything but this fella. He looks like the guy sitting right now to my right. Oh, Yeah. He looks just like Manny.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna have to like get rid of like the goatee. Now, yeah, Maren, have you seen because... this,
1: Kenny?
3: Yeah, f- yeah, Kenny, you have to What's see wrong this.
1: What's I, we, well, I gotta this, see it. This fella, uh, he's uh, wanted because apparently he's uh, he's exposing <laughs> himself, indecent exposure. Manny, you dog. <laughs> <laughs> there's a picture of him on the it's chaos, not me, I swear, on the look like TV it. website. It it hey, turn turn like it. it, turn uh... it, Trying to find it. What's this? It's right there. Right, it is. Here, we go, here we go. It looks like Manny with a winter coat on. Let
0: me see.
2: Look at that.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's like the worst thing you can be, you can be accused I you of. I right? see it through here. No, yeah, you can't see yeah. it from here. It's like the worst thing to be accused of. One of the worst things. Not yeah, the it, worst, but you it
3: know, yeah, it's pretty like bad. Manny. It's pretty <laughs> bad.
1: Uh, when I first saw the it's picture, not me though, I, I, didn't, I didn't read the story. I saw the picture. I went, oh, I wonder what Manny's in the news for. Manny, whip it out. Let's see. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that,
2: Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> on a day like today, why not? Why not? No. <laughs>
1: He's described as being between 20 and 30 years of age and having an athletic build. Anyone with information on the man is asked to call the St. Paul Police Department. Two tourists' quest for a perfect selfie caused a brawl at Rome's famed Trevi Fountain. Fighting broke out after a 19-year-old woman from the Netherlands and a 44-year-old Italian-American woman wanted to take selfies at a prime spot in front of the monument at the same time. It happened on Wednesday night, the time of day when the light makes the fountain a perfect backdrop for pictures. What started as an exchange of words between the uh, women became a physical fight, and then their respective family members joined in the fight. Neither of the women wanted to give away the selfie spot, according to the newspaper La Repubblica. Eight people ended up becoming involved in the fight in front of all the startled onlookers. Two police officers managed to come and break up the fight, but the truce lasted only a few minutes. Two more officers had to be called in to end it. The tourists only sustained bruises, but they were all charged. The Trevi Fountain, designed by the architect Nicola Salvi and finished by Giuseppe Panini in 1762, attracts thousands of visitors every year. Patrols were increased after a one point four million dollar facelift in twenty fifteen. Drake's August twelfth show at the Excel Energy Center in Saint Paul has been postponed again. Really? Reportedly due to production issues.
2: Oh, low ticket
1: what is sales.
0: That, what does that mean? Low ticket sales. <laughs> production yeah. issues. Not with
3: Drake. For a really? Concert,
0: for a concert that big, what production issues? Drake, what does that Drake mean? Drake
3: ain't gonna have. Drake ain't having no problem selling tickets. Really? No okay. way. No,
0: not at all. So what? Like production issues? I feel like that's just like the blanket excuse.
1: Yeah. For, for the guys make. What room was this, John? Where at Excel Energy, at XL. Full House. Oh, it no. would have been Drake sold out. Yeah. Drake, Drake would have sold out
0: most definitely. The Full House. Oh yeah, Drake, yeah. Drake would sell out. No, that's he, only he would have
3: got. He would have got seventeen, eighteen thousand. Oh, Easy, my. yeah, wow. easily.
1: And that is Sunday night, so that's only two days away. And now August they're calling 12th. for yeah. Oh. That's a guy
0: who just wants to not be here. That's all. Yeah, because yeah. he's in Chicago uh, Monday. Not Monday. He's in Chicago soon after that.
3: Hmm. It's uh, a young yeah. money thing, though. Yeah, it's Myron because yeah, you know Lil Wayne comes here all the time. Lil Wayne comes here all the time and then cancels shows. I just can't or stand show up that. I, or can't, yeah, I can't stand it's, that. It's something with that label, I
1: think. A new date, Maybe. a new date is yet to be announced. All tickets will be honored at the when uh, they when they re. Uh, when they re- <laughs> his, when they announce a new show. His label is called Young Money? Yes, are they L- uh, Wayne's label, yeah. Are they, and Drake,
3: Drake and Nicki Minaj are... Your, they, your girl, Nicki Minaj, she's part of the label, <laughs>
1: yes. Are they uh, self-standing, or do they belong under somebody's umbrella?
3: Well, Wayne kind of broke off from cash money... Yeah, Way it's... back in the day, and they, there was some legal stuff there because Birdman wasn't paying everybody in that, that <laughs> whole story. And...
0: But there's still only, like, six or seven real labels. Like, they're all yeah. under, I think, like, universal. Oh, most of them are all. Like like yeah. 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 yeah, there's, there's yeah. like, 20% still 20%. a handful of
3: labels that actually. Interscope.
0: And, yeah, everybody's got yeah. a label right. in hip-hop.
2: Okay, huh? yeah.
1: uh, Drake. <laughs> Drake <laughs> I didn't follow any of that. Drake did sell out shows at the X in July 2016 and at the Target Center in December of 20. 13. Uh, weird story here. I actually had this one yesterday. I didn't get to it. A sign on her door reportedly said, save the drama for your mama. But when that message didn't appear to get across to a man who was, uh, how shall we say, amusing himself. Uh, oh. You know what I'm saying. Oh. On her doorstep, a 68-year-old Houston woman warned that she'd have to get her pistol. The woman, identified only as Granny Jean in local news, was taking out the trash at 5.15 in the afternoon Tuesday when the man riding his bicycle, well, Touching himself, approached her, according to Houston Police Lieutenant Larry Crowson. Crowson said she was alarmed by this, so she started back toward her house. The man followed her, still touching himself. She told KTRK, the local ABC affiliate, some guy pulled off his pants, uh, pulled his pants open. He ran up in my yard. I told him to get away from my door or I will shoot him. He didn't stop. Meanwhile, the woman's 14 year old granddaughter was inside, so she did what she promised and ran and grabbed her gun. The man kept reaching for her door, she says, so. I shot him through the door. What state was that? Uh, Houston, Texas. Texas, yeah. that's. Why would you do anything like that in Texas? Grousen <laughs> says she hit the man with a single shot near his shoulder. He stumbled back through her front yard, wobbled onto his bicycle, and tried to pedal away. So he didn't finish. <laughs> no, he, he did not, Kenny. <laughs> he collapsed on the sideline. Oh, what? Wait. Expect a lot more of that the next month, folks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is expected to survive his injuries. Uh, the uh, lieutenant said that the Harrison County District's Attorney's Office is reviewing the case. Not clear yet whether or not the woman will face any charges. Texas is a stand-your-ground state. The woman's neighbors told reporters they would have done the same thing. One woman said, ain't no telling what else he was going to do. You don't know what he's got. She was protecting her property. The next uh, few weeks are going to be pretty fun. Here's the here, deal. My uh, my <laughs> career aspirations have always been to work in a small market. Uh-huh. And uh, this this BS that I spew out every day, this, this crap ain't going to fly in a small market. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe I better start behaving myself <laughs> while, start. I still, <laughs> <laughs> while I still have a chance. <laughs> You're one of those odd guys who can be a professional broadcaster when he wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> so let's make that happen. All right. <laughs> we'll be back after this.
0: Myra Metcalf uh back here on Sports Talk. Um I I don't know I wonder like I'm looking at this sort of generational gap, right, fellas, where there's this new generation of golf fans who I think see Tiger Woods. And they look at him as like, I don't know. Like, is that kind of like maybe how we saw a, I don't know, a Magic Johnson or someone like that, someone who's sort of at the end of their careers when we were younger. Um, but it's it's interesting to see that dynamic because you got this this younger crowd that's seeing Tiger Woods and never really experienced everything that was attached to Tiger Woods and everything that was attached to that that ride we have from about 1997 uh to you know two thousand and eight, I believe was his last his last major major championship. Yeah. So it's interesting to me because now Tiger, I believe, is tied for twenty third place at the PGA championship, three under par overall. He finished at three over on Thursday. Um he's got a gap to fill. Everyone has a gap to fill. Uh Woodland, I believe it's Gary Woodland, um I could be wrong about that. But he is at ten under and i don't i don't know that tiger will all of a sudden make up that seven stroke lead but it is fascinating to see the excitement for post prime tiger post back injury tiger um a guy who's not who's not anywhere close to what what we saw in his at his peak and yet there's still this amazing fascination and we talked about this Yesterday, and, and I, I've been racking my brain. I can't think of someone who was ten years removed from their best stuff, their best days, and yet there was still uh, uh, this strong following. I mean, Nolan Ryan was still pitching well into his his forties. Yeah, he never had a dip, but he didn't have a dip. Yeah, you know, um, Jack, you know, was winning
3: into his early forties, but he he was always in the mix. Well, you brought up. You brought up Magic Johnson yeah. and that to me might be the closest thing because Magic retired in 92 yeah. I think it was when he came out and announced that he that he had HIV and and he stepped away and you know and he ended up you know he ended up still playing on the on the on the dream team obviously in 92 um but then he he was done he stepped away and then he had to come back in 96 with the Lakers so he was out he was out of the NBA for about four years yep and then came back and actually played pretty well he wasn't really the point guard anymore he was more of a point power forward for the Lakers then but that's like the only thing I could think of is because when magic came back that was a big that, that was huge. A, that was a huge was, thing and well, the Lakers were having a, the Lakers were having a tough season that year and he came back and kind of helped them get to the playoffs and everything and then was done after that half a season but that's the only that's the closest thing I could think of of in in terms of just someone being multiple years removed from from their best performances
0: the only other and that's a great one Matt Johnson is great because that's because how he went out and all the drama attached to that and HIV being this thing that was sort of new and players coming out and saying they didn't want to play with him and then he comes back. And I think he did pretty well in that 96 season. I yeah, think he averaged did. double figures. Yeah. So it made you go like, wow, w- what could be? Um, Brett Favre coming in 2009 wasn't – it wasn't that. But it was a guy who wasn't, you know, Brett Favre anymore. It's who we thought. Like, even though he played well for the Jets, and people forget that he was hurt. Yeah, he was. But no, but I don't think anyone looked at that 2009 arrival. I'm talking about when he shows up and thinks, okay, the Vikings are getting the same guy who, you know, won a Super Bowl and could sling it that way. I think they thought they were getting a guy who had a
3: chance to play, maybe at that level, but there were no guarantees. Well, think about this. So Brett Favre he won the MVP three years in a row, right? 95, 96, 97. And the Packers went to the Super Bowl twice in that span, and you know, and he had he had good years after that. But when he came to the Vikings in 09, he was, I think Peyton Manning ended up actually getting the MVP that year, but Brett Favre was an MVP candidate. Oh,
0: he definitely was
3: when he was when he was here that that first year when he was, was uh, with the Vikings, and. Even though he had been good in previous years, I don't know if he was ever like MVP good. I don't know if he was ever like in the conversation to be the league MVP like he was at 40 years old, and that was about a decade removed from when he had when he actually was the league MVP. So maybe maybe you could think, maybe you could bro, throw throw uh, Favre into that mix.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, that's a good point. He because you're right. He his best years are it seemed way behind him, and. and- it's easy but to look back and see what he did, but coming into all that, you know, when the helicopters are following him through to the airport and all that yeah. stuff, nobody knew they were getting that Brett Favre, you know. And I, I, it's interesting because Tiger Woods hasn't even done that, right? At least Brett went that's, to the NFC title
3: game, and oh was great, and that's the difference is that Favre didn't Favre didn't completely fall off the map. No, after his MVPs after his MVP seasons, he was still pretty good. He just. We came back at 40 years old with the Vikings and was an MVP candidate again. But, yeah, he didn't have the complete drop-off like like Tiger had.
0: Yeah. And now we still haven't seen Tiger, you know, close to what he was. He's had some moments since 08. But now we're starting to see sort of this surge again. He's in the mix. And I think 2019 is going to be a a fascinating year to see, you know, will Tiger win a major?
3: I do feel like he's going to win another major.
0: If the back holds up, he's going to be yeah. in the mix. Here, Here's the challenge, and Suits brought this up off air when we were talking the other day. Those young guys, man, at the yeah. top now, they are ferocious. They're athletic. They're strong. They're accurate, and they're not intimidated by him. They're, they're not concerned about Tiger Woods. Um, I still think a lot of those guys would love that notch on their belts yeah. to say that they beat Tiger Woods as he was – you know, coming after them, they they don't want to be Tiger Woods, who's not making the cut or is completely out of the hunt. They want to be Sunday Tiger. They want to know that they are right there. You yeah. know, if if the if the leaders at six under, they want to know Tiger's at five under, four under, and he really has a chance to make a run on the final day of a tournament of a major. And they want to be able to say, I I, I held him off. I do know?
3: feel like he's going to win another major, but at the same time, I also wonder if this position that he was in. To, to maybe win the British Open a couple of weeks ago, if that was his opportunity, if that was going to be his best opportunity to win another major going forward, and obviously he had a tough couple of holes on on that Sunday and ended up not ended up not winning it. So I I don't know. I I I I tend to think though that he's going to find a way to win another one. I don't know when that's going to be, but
0: if the back holds up, I feel like anything is possible. We'll yeah, be back after this. All right, Metcalf back here on Sports Talk 1500 ESPN. Hey, fellas, just be honest with me. Like you can always tell me if I'm over the top or if if, if oh, will you know, keep you I'm, in I'm, check. I'm out of order. Yeah. Is this high maintenance? When I order wings, like if I go out to a bar or someplace like that and order wings, I I demand only drummies. No. no I'm an all drummies. I don't know. There's, oh, there's oh, wait, oh, Only drummies.
2: oh I was thinking, bonus. Demands sorry, I was thinking No, bonus. demand's the
0: wrong word. No, I, I'm a bone-in wings guy, and I don't—demand's the wrong word. I request only drummies, and usually when I do that, it, it is met with a certain
2: look. Before I give you the <laughs> response. Okay. okay, and I can take it. Let me ask you a question first
0: and okay. be honest. Okay. Be honest. Okay, I'll be
2: honest. Have you ever worked in the service industry in any form? Yes, I have been a waiter. You have? I have been a okay, waiter. Okay, so you know the I, drill. I know. I know. I, it's a, it's a,
0: I shouldn't do it. I'm— if you told me and I ordered only drummies and you told me like, "Ah, uh, we don't really do that." I'm not the type of guy who's going to be like, "Okay, you got to do it." Yeah, but you'd be like, "All right, cool. But I do request it." And I'm wondering if that's a little high maintenance because I uh, think it's a little bit. Is it? Cuz I got a, bit. I got a, I, got a <laughs> I went to a place the other day and and did that and the look I got was sort of
2: like, "Oh, this I'll, guy." I'll put it this way. I know a guy that used to be a bartender who might be going back to that <laughs> profession. Uh, I know a guy that was a bartender. Yeah, and always gracious, always a smile on your face. The customer's always right. Yeah, you get, you're getting talked about behind your back. Am I? Oh am I? I oh yeah. Did, did yeah. I'm the I'm the drummy guy. <laughs> Man, is that high maintenance? I think just it's a little
0: high maintenance, but I I'll back you a little bit okay. in that
3: because you don't make a huge stink about it. If they tell you no, we can't do that for you. Yeah, you, I I'll I I'll, I'll, give,
2: I'll back you on. Here's that. the other thing. What do you tip? I tip well. Oh, I, I I tip well. Over 20%? Oh yeah, then, I'm, a, then over, you're fine. Oh, I'm yeah, an overfall. I'm an I'm an over 20% you're guy because
0: I was a waiter who who was, you know, cuz you know the drill. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I, I'm a good I'm a good temper. Then I think you're all right. I'm a good temper. I just I just get that look sometimes of like are, are you serious, dude? You you only want drummies? I lo- I just love drummies. I only want a splash Bone of soda in, in my. I, well, it's <laughs> vodka soda. I don't, don't want to be that guy, so I'm just I trying want two to two
3: limes instead of oh, one. I'll give you your two limes.
0: That's lines. why I'm, that's why I'm asking you on air because I don't want to embarrass myself next time I order only drummies. We'll be back after this.